welcome friends, people for peace, pods of consciousness, planetary citizens, wherever you are today listening to Glocal News and Social Artistry. I'm your host, Dick Dalton. And as always, we get to talk to people that are building a more humane world from the inside out. And today, we have a primary guest and a couple of returnees that uh, are going to support the cause today. Uh, First of all, though, we're going to speak with Christina Schooler. Christina, are you on the line? Yes. Oh, there you are. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. We're we're kind of doing something here that uh, we hadn't personally done here before, and that's have a little conference call. So we're we're working through it, and it's working well. You're there. Great. I'm here. And you are, just uh, briefly, an energetic and embodiment coach. That was the label that, is, that uh, got put with you. <laughs> that is correct. Okay. And now I'm going to see if Sarah and Lindsay are on the line. Lindsay, Sarah, are you there? I'm here, Lindsay. Lindsay, hello, yes. hello. Hi. <laughs> Again, Thank you Lindsay. Thank so for having us back. Lindsay Torres down in Austin, Texas. And I'm not sure where you are, Christina. I'm in Austin as well. Oh, wow. All right. A congregation down there. Uh-huh. One, it. <laughs> close to Round Rock? We are close to Round Rock. Or I'm close to Round Rock. Right. Okay. And uh, we had a a good show together last year, Lindsay. Uh, So you're not a a newbie to local news and social artistry. Uh, You're a holistic uh, health educator, leader uh, type person working with uh, Sarah Morell Vaughn in uh, Nature of No More. Correct. Okay. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, why do we have you on today? Let's see. Isn't there some event coming up soon? Who wants to tell us mm-hmm. about the uh, Odyssey in Maui? I will go ahead. Um, so we have Odyssey, and I know that, Dick, you are familiar with that from previous years. This is our first year. It's a five-day training happening in Maui. Hawaii, Mm -hmm. in a cute little town called Paia, and we are bringing together thought leaders and truly remarkable human beings, all for the purpose of community and connection and healing, and really providing a safe space and a sacred space for our attendees to come and, and bring whatever they're going through and really provide them with a transformative experience. And our hope is that they're able to not only better themselves, but allow that to ripple out into the world. Sure. Right. Yeah. Don't uh, don't hold on to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Share it. Exactly. So, Christina, you bring uh, a, a special uh, characteristic uh, talent to this meeting, mm-hmm. this workshop or training, however we shall call it. And you... You have a title called something, The Rooted Method? Yes, that's my business. That's your business. Okay, The Rooted. Yes. Now, some would say rooted, but I think I say rooted. What do you say? I say 
rooted, but if you say rooted, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't know if it's a Missouri thing or not. (laughs) Yeah, well, are are you going to be bringing your rooted method into the Odyssey experience? Yes, and I'll tell you a little bit more about what the rooted method is and kind of what I'm aiming to do during this facilitation at Odyssey, if that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Wonderful. So part of what I do as an energetic and embodiment coach is I help men and women look at their domestication, look at the way that Western society has maybe limited or boxed in the ways of living in mind, body, and spirit. So a big part of the work that I do is helping people recreate their stories in mind, body, and spirit so they can create the type of lives that actually feel good to their mission in life, whatever that may be. Really guiding them back to a compass within themselves to create the stories that they want, which is then reflected in their reality. Can you put that in in an experiential language, maybe? For like sure. How that would for happen? Sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, for example, let's say we started with the mind. We'd first approach it with some neuro-linguistic programming and some breath work just to open up the ways that our minds and our stories have been kind of limited. For example, let's just say... I said I could never be um, a public speaker, but it's something I always wanted to do. So I look at the stories behind that and get to the subconscious root of what's happening there. That's an example of the domestication of the mind. Now let's look at the domestication of the body. Let's say there is a story that said, I'm not allowed to move my body this way. I'm not allowed to be sexual or sensual because that is a story I told myself. So we move through those blocks in the body and in, and move through being able to come to a space of moving that way. And now let's move into spirit. So let's say there's an example of um, being involved in a thought belief, religion belief, whatever that is, that maybe didn't serve that person's mission. We look at that spiritual value and recreate the story that feels good to their mission. So that's an example of like how you actually go through the paradigm to have it all come back to the circle of creating a life that makes sense to that specific person. Mm -hmm. Now you have used the word domestication. I understood that uh, <laughs> I'm going to bring up something I learned at a at a social artistry conference. Uh-huh. Uh, I learned that women were uh, domesticated uh, back about uh, ten thousand years ago. Uh, that's correct. <laughs> okay, so so that's that's a, a phrase you're familiar with. Yes. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, when you say domesticating the mind, uh, mm-hmm. how, I, I'm, I haven't quite uh, got that yet. Okay. Can you, mm-hmm. can you work with me? Work with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so let's, let me give you a more contextual example. In the shamanic tradition, which a shaman is anyone who is just awakened to the remembrance that we are all divine energy. If you look at 
the stories of the mind. Like you grew up in an environment that told you to do something, that told you to be something. So that subconsciously becomes a pattern, even if we're not aware of it consciously. So because we grew up in an environment with certain belief systems, they're ingrained as stories into our mind. And those stories can be detrimental, detrimental to our lives if it's not something that resonates with us, if, it, if it's something that feels paradoxical in how we want to live. So if I, again, grew up in an environment that says, I can only eat, I'm just making an example, I can only eat meat because meat is, you know, how you get protein. And that was, this is a very basic example, but if that was, you know, kind of indoctrinated in that specific culture, not that it's good or bad, but if it was, and that person doesn't believe in that for themselves, we work on looking at why that domestication is mentally there. Why is it there and how can we rewrite the story to make it so it makes sense for that person's life? It's really just looking at all the constant stories that we tell ourselves that prevent us from leading the actualized lives that are for our specific mission. Okay. So in maybe uh, modern day um, lingo, it's a way to wake up by questioning things that you've been taught. Exactly. Absolutely. That is a great way to put it. It's waking up to things that you've been taught that maybe aren't true for you. Great. Okay. Now, there there must be a, uh, a little bit of a process that you... Would you like to work on me? Or uh, <laughs> we could be a... You know, I could be a... Well, yeah, I could be a subject. You could, you could check on something with me. Uh, I'm not too different on that protein example. So how would you work with me on, on the protein example? Well, let's go back to, let's kind of um, take me back to your environment. Take me back to kind of your childhood and where you grew up and kind of what your day-to-day experience was with that, with the meat. Oh, well, we had it every day. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Part of the family was on a farm uh, and part of the family was in town. And and that was just, uh, that's just what, that was just our lifestyle. Now, I have been vegetarian at one time for, oh, like a year and a half, simply because I was living at a place that was vegetarian, and so I adapted, and I did fine. Mm -hmm. But once I left that environment, then I went back to uh, my old habits. And when you say old habits, is that a negative connotation to you? No, uh, it it just, uh, I didn't have enough of a reason either philosophically or belief-wise, to shift um, in, a, in a, an environment where I would normally eat meat, uh, there wasn't enough reason not to do the work of staying vegetarian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is, in your most idealized version of of your habits like if you had it if you know there were no variables that limited you from eating a certain way what would be a normal 
eating pattern for you, if there were no rules at all? Well, no rules. Uh, actually, I guess my uh, my own mm, patterns kind of make rules, but uh, they're, not, mm-hmm. they're, they're not hard and fast. So, for instance, this morning, I made myself a, a yogurt parfait with uh, Greek yogurt, uh, added some uh, organic uh, granola, uh, some Brazil nuts, some walnuts, uh, some uh, blueberries, and, and an apple, half an mm-hmm. apple. So that was, uh, let's say, breakfast for me, along with a little coffee, and uh, uh, there you have it. So no meat. Mm-hmm. But uh, this this evening, I will likely have either a pork, a chicken, or a, a grass-fed uh, uh, beef kind of uh, venue in my eating pattern. Mm-hmm. So I know rules. I don't have any rules that govern me now other than the pattern that I feel um, comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So... What I'm hearing in all of this is this is, you know, this isn't a, a story that's, that's a negative feedback loop for you. You are conscious of your beliefs and your habits around food, and there's not this paradoxical feeling about it. So it's a non-issue for you, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Okay. I hear you now. So what mm-hmm. you're really working on would be places in our lives that have this conflict sort of an inner conflict. Exactly. That's exactly what okay. I, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I, I'm a very good example of this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You've done, you've done the work. You've done the work. <laughs> we should work on Dennis, maybe. <laughs> oh, no, we won't pick on Dennis. That's all right. <laughs> Sarah Morell Vaughn in Austin and Lindsay Torres in Austin work together with this uh, Nature of No More and 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 the uh, Elsa organization and help get this Odyssey um, adventure worked out. And uh, Christina, how did you get asked to join this? Well, you know, it's so funny. It was definitely divine timing. Um, I met uh, Lindsay and Sarah at one of our women's circles, one of our spiritual women's circles in Austin. And I think all three of us just felt a resonance. And the work that I do with my clients on retreats and in group programs is very much in alignment with the message of Odyssey. And it was just really divine timing. And we started talking and Sarah graciously invited me into a little bit of the production process and really helping build out this facilitation and experience for people to navigate, you know, their healing and expansion in this in this environment. Very good. Very good. You mentioned a couple of things uh, in that uh, comment. You mentioned circle. Uh-huh. Uh, so. What do you mean by you met at uh, a circle? Now, some so, of, some of our <laughs> listeners would say they had a sewing circle, or that they had a bridge <laughs> circle, or I, I'm not sure if that's the correct. But so, what circle are you talking about? I would define a spiritual women's circle as a place to come together 
and be witnessed in the process of life. So what that means mm. is, is, for example, let's say we have an intention for this circle of exploring our deepest innermost desires. So all the women coming in the circle will get to share their deepest desires openly, publicly in the circle in a safe, contained space and have the opportunity to be witnessed. And being witnessed is a little bit different than, you know, giving feedback or commenting because it actually just invites energy to be exchanged, not necessarily words. So a woman comes into the circle, she shares her desires, and all the other women in the circle are very present and listening to her desires without having a verbal exchange. They're just giving her space to explore her innermost self. Are you familiar with the millionth circle movement, let's call it? The mil- I don't think so. I don't think I've heard of it. So women's circles have sort of been a somewhat modern development. Mm-hmm. One of my guests coming up in June is, uh, if I say her name correctly, uh, Jean Shinoba. Oh, I'm spacing out on her last name and she is part of the millionth circle movement mm-hmm. that uh, one of the workers with Jean Houston in the social artistry area uh, Betty Rothenberger mm-hmm. was also very uh-huh. um, important and so I was just wondering how uh, your women's circle might have a uh, a network connection with the other women's circles around the world and if there was any coordination at all in the way that you all worked. You know, that's so interesting you mention it because I'm involved in like three different kind of circling groups in Uh Austin and Uh I'm, I'm, and you know, the, the global connection is definitely starting to happen. I'm feeling it and seeing it that different organizations of women's circles are definitely connecting and, and, you know, sharing resources, sharing um, facilitation trainings. And it's really special to see. It's very special. Yes, indeed. And if somehow we can make sure that you all uh, become more aware of this uh, global circling network that's out there, because they, there is a connection, there is a, a network that's formed, and I think to tap into that in a, a more definitive way, other than just uh, knowing that energetically it's out there, um, mm-hmm. might really be um, useful to you all. So uh, we'll get, we'll make sure that there's a way to hook up some uh, connections here for you. That would be wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it will be. It'll be good. So, Christina, where uh, uh-huh. where did you get this uh, this whole? How did you your journey develop? Cause, oh man, I'll try to give you the very short version. Well, not um, not the elevator version, but yeah, but you know, yeah, yeah, somewhat limited. Before you start, mm-hmm. Dennis needs to take a station break. Okay.
And welcome back to Glocal News in Social Artistry. I'm your host, Dick Dalton, and my three guests today are Christina Schooler. You're on the line, Christina? Yes. Sir. All right. Good, good. We didn't lose you. And Lindsay <laughs> Torres. Hi, Lindsay. Hi. And Sarah Vaughn, uh, Morel Vaughn. Sarah, good morning. Hi. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we're going to take... Uh, a few minutes to talk, uh, let Christina talk about her journey, and then we're going to try to focus a little more back onto the Odyssey and how each of you contributes to uh, this upcoming adventure in Maui. Okay, so Christina, you are on mm -hmm. your All journey. Right. So my journey, so I grew up in a family that really prioritized spending time in nature. I was really fortunate with both of my grandfathers would take me and all my cousins out in pickup trucks to West Texas and East Texas. And they both taught us and me how to listen to birds and how to, if you're hunting and fishing, how to respect animals and how to respect the land. If you take something that you give something back and those lessons really stuck with me throughout my childhood, throughout being a teenager. I explored and camped and hiked and fished and kayaked with my brother. That's what we did when we weren't in school. And, you know, like a lot of people, I got to college and was pretty, um, was pretty inundated with the modern world, if you will, of drinking and drugs and all the stimulus that comes with that. And, when I left college, I felt really disoriented um, about life. And so I went and worked in Glacier National Park in Montana and started learning more about nature and guided experiences. And then I moved to China for two years right after that and started learning more about ancient traditions and chi and slow energy. And I went and camped by myself on the Great Wall of China and started just naturally communing with nature. I would just I just did it intuitively. And when I came back to the States, I just started to further understand my knowledge of body mechanics, of the chakra system, of breath. So it's been a multi-year journey and it's really been professionally the last like four years where I've gotten trained and certified in different modalities that has all led to the way I combine my teachings and trainings and programs and retreats. That was awesome. Wow. <laughs> that was, I tried my best to get it, give it short. Oh, no, it was great. It was great. And, and, you know, each of your, uh, threads of your, of your journey would certainly bring up more, uh, discussion and questions and wow, I'd like to know more about this and that and this and that and this and that. But uh, we'll <laughs> save that for uh, another venue, another time. Uh, but this is wonderful. So in a sense, though, you have gone back to your childhood roots. Yes. And uh, been able to tap into those uh, I'm going to use the word longing it, it felt like after college and and the experiences there you had a longing for something that you were missing absolutely something familiar back home yeah great all right that's that's chapter 
18 of, of my book, <laughs> The Lure of Longing. <laughs> Wonderful. So we have, this, we have an odyssey coming up, and, and there is an oddity that is entering into this event, and, uh, and I think it, it's worth addressing, and that is mm. the coronavirus and how that mm. may play into people's planning for this. Can you speak to that? Mm. I had this conversation yesterday with someone who is highly concerned, and yeah, oh. you have a compromised immune system. Mm-hmm. Probably not a good idea. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. That's a, a good way to phrase it. So how many uh, folks are you expecting in this lovely little community uh, on the north side of Maui? Oh, we have big goals and small goals. I also want to add to that last part is that everybody should trust their intuition. Uh, all three of us girls are really big on honing in on what your intuition is telling you. And if, mm-hmm. you know, we're all related to somebody who's old or young and have people in our lives. So if there's any concern or you're just deeply feeling in an expansive way that it's not your trip mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason, trust trusting your intuition is very important. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, Dick, you're you are a social artistry odyssey goer. You um, you've been with us, and it's it's on average we have a hundred people per year, including the team, and it's right. They're uh, in, magical, in, uh, amazing. In Ashland, Oregon, I uh, I had wonderful mm-hmm. a wonderful time with the gang. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so much fun. Uh, there were a variety of things in a way that. Uh, I was able to fit into as a as an OG, uh, and <laughs> you know, I think maybe Sarah, you found a tent for me to uh, camp out in because I, I I wanted to have the tenting experience, and <laughs> I knew people in uh, Ashland, Oregon, so it was not an unfamiliar setting for me, and there were also uh, at least in one of the the events. Um, a side group for us older folks that had been to a number of social artistry things before, sort of a, a rehoning of our own uh, social artistry work that gave us mm-hmm. a, a, a side, in a sense, a side venue that didn't keep us away from the goings on, but it was uh, not the basic training for social artistry that we went through again. So, yeah, but so in this art odyssey, you have uh, social artistry training uh, is introduction is just one of many different things, which is really uh, um, very fascinating to me this year because it it sounds mm. more like the old social artistry intensives that we used to do, where we had a variety of guest uh, experts come in and spend time with us and take us through their modalities. And, and uh, I mean, we met the compassionate listening people and the spiral dynamics people and the you know, Diana, uh, the, the energetic woman. <laughs> I can't think of her. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I, I really want you to highlight uh, these different expert folks that are that are going to be there and and there's a younger feel to what's happening uh as it was in ashland for the other odysseys uh whereas in my past way back it was uh 
if you weren't uh, 50 or older, you, you, you looked really odd. <laughs> so, uh, we definitely created a multi-generational yeah. event the universe did yes mm-hmm. yes so mm-hmm. it's really cool to experience that so why would they come what, what are they is it just that the universe calls them at that moment oh, i i love these questions and as we the producers of this year have been coming into powwow like asking these these clarity questions, who's our target mar- market and who would really value this experience? Why would they value this experience? And as you know, being somebody who's gone to Odyssey to try to explain what at that time was eight days of training from like nine to sometimes eight and living on grounds with these people that you're just breaking open with. You are discovering parts of yourself you didn't know consciously were there and you're getting more vulnerable than probably a lot of us have ever been vulnerable in a group setting and just being supported and lifted and and magic every day like ahas that will never leave you as well as the family Mm -hmm. that you have created like going through hardships afterwards you always know that family's there you can pick up your laptop or your phone and you can go into the group and say hey guys I mean, they just know the language. So that's like a forever walking away that we still have held into this now Odyssey Maui adventure, which is now a five-day workshop retreat training that um, is its own entity. And like you said, it's twisted. So we have so many amazing speakers this year that are new and world-changing, featured on Forbes. We've got Gene Skyping in, featured on Oprah. We have Christina is going to be doing. Uh, we've we've personally been through some of Christina's workshops, and you'll vibrate for months afterwards. It just <laughs> it almost as if it activates your DNA, and you can't go back to sleep. And that's the work we're going to be doing. So when people show up, you're going to be learning about community, about changing your DNA through ancient healing practices, whether it's from nutrition to physical movement of pushing energy in your body to heal. We've got Mm. earth restoration. So people are going to learn how to be earth leaders. Like this is something that if you're, you know, paying attention is a real issue. And how do we give people the training to walk away feeling empowered to do something because it is up to us to ultimately keep a future for ourselves and our children. And Mm -hmm. they're going to walk away with that knowledge. And we're actually going to go to local farm, a local farm in Hawaii. We're going to plant trees. We're going to get our our hands dirty. We're going to play in the ocean together. We're going to do group hikes. These are optional. So people have physical injury, they don't have to join in. But there is yoga in the morning, yoga at night. There's going to be massage therapists on site at, at different locations. We're working with two venues. So you'll have some of your trainings and workshops within the Heritage Hall in Paia. And then you're going to go next door to the Yoga Shala and get to experience some magical yoga sessions or um, live music with Mike Love. If you haven't heard of Mike Love or The Flow, uh, Zen and Abria, you guys got to type these in. Um, they're amazing healers through sound and music and movement. Mm -hmm. So this is a promise um, right now to anybody that's listening. 
if you're stateside, it is 555, which is just unbelievable for five days. You're forever going to walk away. Even business strategies, learn how to grow your abundance and influence. Um, we have people that have actually helped their clients get millions of dollars that are going to be training you on site. Mm-hmm. So it's there. It's like the whole compass of the whole wheel of how you could excel your life. We're going to touch on each part of that pie. Somebody's going to, and you can dive in with these coaches and go even further later on if you're you're finding that your weak suit might be um, better featured to have more education on. It's a long-winded answer, but it's a lot, and we're really excited. When you say uh, changing your DNA, uh, who would like mm-hmm. to address epigenetics? I use that yeah. word because that's the word I know. Uh, right. Because I think when you say changing your DNA, uh, there is a whole new biology of epigenetics that has informed mm-hmm. us that we, whether we want to or not, our DNA changes. Uh, based mm-hmm. on our environment, whether that's our mm-hmm. mental, spiritual, physical, uh, emotional mm-hmm. environment, is that Isn't what amazing? is that what you're talking about when you say change your yeah. DNA? Yeah, okay. totally. It, that just sitting with that for a moment. Anybody that's listening, less than ten percent of all disease and disorder is genetic. And I know that's a hard one to hear for me growing up because it, it was what it was, and and everything was genetic. But it's actually that you could be more predisposed, but it is up to you and the environment that you live and the way that you think. And they've proven that we can actually alter our DNA and in epigenetics, that we inherit memories from our ancestors. But we have the power within us to alter that and break that cycle and to essentially thrive and live unlike our previous generation may have because of decisions. Okay, so I have read uh, the book, uh, The Biology of Belief. He speaks as a cell biologist about epigenetics and how our, our beliefs have such an influence on our own present day, what uh, genes turn on and turn off, which ends up actually mm-hmm. changing our genome mm-hmm. so that we're not locked into a DNA <laughs> destiny uh, we can actually change our destiny by uh, mm. the, the choices that we learn to make. Uh, Bruce Lipton mm. is the author of Biology of Belief. It's been fascinating to study epigenetics and to really dive into the the truths that we have in our own life that, you know, if our ancestor or our grandmother or grandfather had a certain health ailment um, or mental disorder that just because they have it, we we get it. And um, I always love telling this story. Uh, it came from a Tony Robbins seminar. Um, one of the guys that he pulls up on stage tells the story of his mom who went to the hospital, and the doctor pulled him aside and said, hey, your mom only has X amount of time to live. And this gentleman said, I would appreciate if you didn't tell my mom that. And she actually outlived and was still living that day years later when the doctor said she only had days to live. And it just goes to show you when we really um, anchor ourselves to a certain truth that Mm -hmm. that can be the outcome and to not necessarily, if you don't like 
what happened in your family or your ancestry, you can change that. You have the power to change that and live how you desire and fulfilled and healthy and happy. And um, so more that, science is proving that. So that story is the story of the movie that was so popular, The Farewell, uh, of oh, the family, that. that the Chinese family, where the mother was... Uh, diagnosed supposedly that only had a certain amount of time to live and the family all knew it and they argued as to whether they should tell the mother <laughs> or the grandmother whoever it was and yeah. and it ends up that the, the the person diagnosed to die early lives another you know 10 20 years <laughs> mm -hmm. but that's the story that that uh yeah yep. right there bruce mm -hmm. lipton mm -hmm. so i yeah, he's amazing, too. Just to tell that story. Okay. It's actually something that Lindsay and I have moved into. Um, we have Nature of No More, which is that company that you spoke of, but we also do coaching, and we're now doing workshops with Christina once a month in Austin area. Oh, wow. And we're moving to launch a program, helping people to, that's our underlying statement, is, is altering their DNA. Um, so we're really excited to bring it to the world, and we love co-collaborating with Christina and really helping people to like root back into their natural perfect state, the thriving state that they can get to. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. last uh, month we had Daniel O'Gwen on the show. He's going to be there uh, as uh, one of your uh, presenters at the Odyssey. And Clint Rogers is going to be on the show in March. Uh, he's one of your presenters coming up. Um, Anything you'd like to just briefly say about either of those folks? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, if, if you guys, uh, if anybody listening has not heard of Dr. Naram yet, um, his work has touched hundreds of thousands of lives all across the world. And he was a speaker with us. And unfortunately, we just lost Dr. Naram. And so we're just sending our prayers and love to his family and to Clint. Clint has been side by side with Dr. Naram, I believe, almost 10 years. And we hope that Clint is still with us to pass on. He has so many secrets that will change people's lives and just absolutely change the way that you look at what is impossible and, and make the possible. That's what, what they carry with them, this knowledge that has been practiced since the, you know, the, mo the most ancient texts that exist in healing is what Dr. Naram taught. Um, so if people have some time, they can dive further into that. But essentially it is, it's, what I say, curing the incurable, I think unicorns really do exist. Uh, say and what? with Daniel, he is, unicorns really do exist. Uh -huh. <laughs> that's, that's how they make me feel. Uh, Daniel is the Earth Restoration and Discovery. He's kind of worked um, with a project, helping Project Drawdown with their, their book and graphic design and learning from them. And he's going to be passing that down, this wisdom for Earth Restoration and what we can do. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I, you know, I was I woke up this morning thinking of unicorns and not is it narwhals that have that one long <laughs> horn? And I, I and I was just laying there wondering what is the you know genetic connection between the whale and the horse and the mythical stories. That, yeah, that's funny. They do exist. <laughs> so how do people find out 
registering for this uh, Odyssey? Is it just odyssey.com or something? What what do they look go to? They go to Elsa. I, I, try, I always talk so much. I try to give pause for the girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's Elsa, Elsa.org. So we spell it a little different than Frozen. E-L-L-S-S-A dot org. And then slash Odyssey. Um, there We have Eventbrite. We've got a Facebook group. So I think if you kind of just Google some searches in there, You'll be able to find lots of different platforms. Mm-hmm. And if anyone finds themselves there with questions, like just reach out to our team and we'll direct you exactly where to go to get your answers or help with transportation and lodging. We highly encourage people not to let some of that gray zone um, stop them, you know, wondering how they might be able to afford some of those or get picked up. Like we'll help you work it out. We even have payment plans and financial mm-hmm. aid. So there's just really no reason if you're feeling the calling. I was, I was amazed at the round trip cost from Columbia, Missouri to right there next to next door uh, for two people was much less than a thousand dollars. And I, I thought, wow, this is that's not going to stop somebody. So this is great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so you have um, you have five days. Should people uh, plan to you know, to say fly in on, uh, this is, we needed the dates first, April the 14th, right? Yeah, April 14th to 18th. Yeah, so they would probably fly out of uh, the U.S. on the 12th and then get there kind of on the 12th, 13th, because it is kind of a long flight. And then get situated on the 13th and then start on the 14th? Is that what you're recommending? Yeah, us girls are, the, the team's coming in the 12th to the 20th. So if people want yeah. to come mm-hmm. and just absorb a couple of days not being in training, we mm-hmm. highly suggest to come and then have a few days. A lot of people are actually that are, that I know they're coming, are extending their ticket at the end and mm-hmm. just relaxing and, yeah. and discovering the island. And um, you will have a beach day with us, a half beach day during your training. There is uh, housing goes from a tent to uh, uh, a uh, a whole house. You can Airbnb with a swimming pool. Boy, talk about a variety of fun things to experience. <laughs> there's so many options, and there's a lot of girls and guys that are actually group Airbnb. So if you want to co-collaborate um, with oh. someone else, you come by yourself, or you come one person, uh-huh. it'll cut your cost down a lot. Oh, and there yeah. are, um, girls, what is it called that you guys, with the $45 a night? Oh, the hostel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, two the hostels. hostels. They're like 45 a night. Oh, wow. Okay. That's even yeah. cheaper mm-hmm. than the tent at 53. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. So many options. Well, and we, Chris, we're getting a little minivan, so we can help people with transportation if okay. they find themselves stuck. Good, good, good. Mm-hmm. And bicycles. And, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, Christina, I, yeah, actually, I, I'm just going to say it's been great, Christina, to meet you. Um, I may not meet you in Maui, but I hope to find some way to be down in the Austin area for one of your all's uh, uh, workshops sometime in the next Absolutely. year. I really, really enjoyed get, yeah, this conversation today. It was wonderful. Thank you. Well, our pleasure always. And, and sometimes in, in Missouri, we 
don't get the latest on some of these things that are happening. And the latest is right now at uh, the Odyssey in Maui, April the 14th through the 19th. Go to Elsa, E-L-L-S-S-A dot org, right? Slash Odyssey. Okay. Lindsay, Sarah, Christina, thank you. We're going to head off the air. And remember, folks, wherever you are, that is your world. Please leave your world cleaner, more peaceful, and more loving than you found it, because if it is to be, it is up to us. Talk to you soon. Take care.